Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you. (laughs) You can hear that one. (laughs) On Friday. We're here with you on Friday. On a Friday morning. It certainly is. We Thanks. don't have to do that whole no, rigmarole where we sit here and pretend like it's tomorrow. There, there's when no it's fourth really wall not. today. It's, yeah. we're, it's, it's Friday. We we're, are we're, with we're, you we're. on this day. So thanks for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. I promise you this. If Strange Brew Coffee House was open right now, Joel Coleman would have walked in with a cup. No Maybe doubt two. about it. Double fist. He might have, he, might have, he might have done that. He might have done that. And so my guess is tomorrow he'll be by. And you in the morning, hey, that means maybe one of your first stops. And if you're coming up to Starkville this weekend, make sure you make a trip over to Strange Brew Coffee House to grab some a little a little something in the morning. Don't forget they've got delicious pastries and breakfast sandwiches as well. A lot of great stuff. It's not just coffee there. And of course, you know, if you want a mid afternoon treat, you just cannot go wrong with a Delicious Sunday, or my personal favorite, the sea turtle milkshake. Okay, sea turtle milkshake. You, you just answered the question I was about to ask. What's your favorite? Sea turtle milkshake. And uh, it's because mm-hmm. um, we have a loyal listener that has once again been like Santa Claus, the caffeine slash uh-huh. ice cream edition, uh-huh. and has gifted you and I a gift card. Oh, okay. Well, and I've been nice. meaning to tell you that. But anyway, he asked me what was your favorite ice cream. Sea turtle and milkshake. And so, there you go. Yeah. I can also go for a waffle cone with some salted caramel in there. But uh, that said, a sea turtle milkshake is just very, very good. That, that's the Brian Haydad weapon of choice at, at Strange Brew. Or, see, I'm everywhere. Brew. I'm everywhere at Strange Brew. I see Brew. that. Like, I, I'm just, oh, you, you, you don't lock into it. No, I, like, when I get the – the blueberry cobbler is, like, my favorite. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Snickerdoodle, they have that on drip. I'm going Snickerdoodle that day. They have Good hazelnut boy. going that way. They have southern pecan. I'm going that way. Like, you just never know. As we've said before on this program, you think the only you're going to zig Joel's axe? Yeah, the only thing for sure about Joel is there's nothing, nothing for, sure. for sure. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. Don't forget that we're going to be having some promotions uh, coming up with them. We're going to give out some free gear. We're going to give you some, you know, some. We're going to set up some rules for that. I'm not just going to go willy nilly with it, but it's going to be really, really cool. Some good stuff coming from them, and of course, there's always good stuff. Guys, Father's Day is coming up. Direct your wives, your girlfriends, your children, whoever to collegecornerstore.com. Pick yourself something out, maroon and white, something brand new. Get yourself a brand new polo this Father's Day. Humble Taco. I think, I ha- I think I'm think i headed to Humble Taco for lunch today. I've, I've heard rumblings that that might be happening. That's very exciting. Uh, and if that's the case, well, I'm, I'm going to be excited because that's good food. Uh, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a unique menu unlike any at any other Mexican restaurant you're going to find. And they've taken Southern classics and spun them into Mexican uh, standbys, and they are just great stuff. This weekend, if you're in Starville, make sure Humble Taco is on your agenda. Hang out on that, that large patio. Grab yourself a handcrafted margarita, a couple of tacos, some nachos. Man, they've got it all. A menu for everybody. It's Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best 
Mexican restaurant. Joel T., it looked like for about seven innings there, you and I were going to have to come in here and try to do some ex- have some explaining to do. But instead, it's just another comeback victory for Mississippi State. The Bulldogs get three runs in the seventh. I think a 5-4 win over Missouri in a game that a lot of that's baseball in this game. Ugly win, as Chris Limonis himself said, uh, for the Bulldogs. But at the end of the day, all that matters is the number on the left side of the win-loss went up one. Uh, Find a way. That's what this year – I mean, I know it's a bad team that you're playing this weekend, but, I mean, that's what the rest of this year is all about. Find a way. Nobody goes unbeaten and nobody goes winless in baseball. Yep. Unless you're Mississippi Valley. Then are they win. really winless? They have. They are 0-20. I did not realize that yeah. they were 0-20. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but that said, you know, they could easily win a game because it's baseball. You know, you look about the best, best major league baseball teams of all time have lost games. Um and it looked like this was going to be that they're, they're not. And what's funny, they got off with such a good start. You know, the first four hitters, you get, you go single, double, RBI ground out, single, RBI single, and you're like, okay, moving right along. Yeah, two nothing. And then the, of the then after that, the state didn't have a hit until I think the fifth until the, maybe the seventh inning was in that infield single. They had a couple yeah, of walks. Well, and that was I, it. I think they had one hit over like a span of five or six innings there because they they had two runs on three hits in the first inning, mm-hmm. and I looked up in the bottom of the sixth, I believe, and they had two runs on four hits. I okay. can't remember what the well, one they, hit they, was. They weren't, the yeah. bats weren't going defensively. They were as bad tonight as they've been all year. Three errors in the first two innings, um, and Christian McLeod. This has become sort of a trend for Mississippi State in that he's not great at Duty Noble Field. I mean, he hadn't been, but you got to remember too. I, I just wonder how much his start may have been different. I mean he he retired the first couple batters of the game on like four had, or five pitches. He had two outs and, and three pitches, and he had to get three more outs in the inning yeah. because he had two errors behind him. So he basically had to get five outs in the first inning, and he he exits that inning having exerted himself a little bit. You know, he's thrown 26 pitches, I think, in the first inning. I mean, what if he gets out of that inning and only throws eight pitches? And yeah. Does it change the game a little? I, maybe, maybe not. I I just kind of felt like he was kind of trying to push a rock up a hill for the rest of the night after that first inning. And um, But you're right. He has not been great at home. And it doesn't really make a ton of sense why. You, you would think that this is the mound he w- he's the most familiar with, but, I mean, I think we've talked about this on the show already, but it, it seems like he's not as good at home. It seems like Bedner's not usually – I mean, Bedner's been pretty good everywhere, but it seems like Bedner's whoa-oh moments have come at home. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's just it's just it's an maybe, odd coincidence. It may be a one of those funky baseball things. I mean, she's going to, you know, hey, could we be the one seed in Hattiesburg? Something? I don't know. Uh, uh, this is from our – Listener here, J.C. Dickinson. I will use this, and I will trust that you did your homework, J.C., because I did not go back to double-check you. Mm-hmm. But he says that in Christian McLeod's starts this year, which he now has, I think, 13 starts. Is that right? I believe that's right. Uh, 17 errors Mississippi State's Oof. made in those 13 starts. So. I don't know. He's kind of yeah, assuming that's right, JC. And again, I did not double check that as it's midnight thirty here in Star Vegas. I'm just going to go with you for right now. But State has made a lot of errors. It seems like in his starts, and that continued tonight. And 
that hadn't helped his cause any for sure. That's a that's a crazy stat. Seventeen errors and thirteen starts. But it, I mean, it, his season's been crazy, man. He's he's had. I mean, shoot, he's the SEC pitcher of the week. Yeah. And then he comes out and he's, he's it's very been very roller coastery. Yeah. For him, he's had he's had some good starts. He's had some bad starts, but he can't. He, he has not really strung two good starts together. You would say. So I mean, that, that bodes well for you next week. You know, when you're playing Alabama. Now, I guess if you pitch well away from Duty Noble Field, that bodes well for Omaha. If you get there, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just got to get there. <laughs> um, I thought this game was very typical MSU, though, uh, in that once they turned it over the bullpen, everything sort of fell into place. Brandon Smith did give up one more run. Preston Johnson maybe pitched the best two innings of his. Uh, he may be becoming reliever number two behind Landon Sims, like yeah. on, on the trust factor. Yeah, I mean, I still if Houston I, I Harding still tr- is, is a reliever, he's still there. I but. Mean, he, State's bullpen, man. I, to me, it's options. really rounding into form at yeah. this point because yeah. you got Sims, you got Johnson, you got uh, Brandon Smith, you got Houston Harding, who Stone I Simmons. guess is going to be a starter now. Yeah, I don't know. That has not been announced, by the way. But right. if he's not, why do you? If it's going to be Fristo, I don't think well, you announce I mean, I it think, as TBA. Is what I but, think. Here's what I think about that, and this I could be wrong. I think if they win tomorrow and they've got the series in pan, they'll go to Fristo. Really? You think so? I, th- I think there's like, we've won the series. Let's just see what happens. But if they need to win the series, if they lose tomorrow, they would go to Harding. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I think they're just one like, look, we've got the series won. We, we can afford to see what he does. Yeah. I, I guess I kind of feel like it. it's probably Houston Harding unless, like, God forbid something happened an injury to, to Bedner or something in the first right. inning or something, and you right, have, right. need a long reliever tomorrow right. kind of thing. So. But we'll see about that. But uh, I sort of lost where that point was going. Um, talk about the bullpen. Oh, yeah. It I mean, is late, folks, yeah, so yeah, bear, bear with us. Stone Simmons, Cam Toller. I mean, State, some of the, you know, a few weeks ago, it feels like just the other day we did that podcast about who do you trust beyond Landon Sims. And since then, three or four guys, I guess they listened. Yeah. And they have stepped up. Cam Toller, Stone Simmons, Preston Johnson, Houston Harding, um, and Brandon Smith. Again, at least he gave up one run tonight, but by and large now you feel like and, and Parker Stinnett, Stinnett is 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 sort of this year's Sarantola in that he gets himself into trouble and then he just strikes his way out of it. And that's what he did last weekend. So you've got guys there. You know, you, 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 the 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 bullpen depth that we talked about all offseason and then we questioned a few weeks ago has, has started to show up uh, in, in these games. Uh, between Johnson and Sims in the final four innings of the game, so that's what that's twelve outs, right? Yep. Ten of them were by strikeout, um, and two those two the two that weren't Sims got those. Johnson struck out everybody he faced. Yep, except um, for one walk. He had, he had one he walk, one guy. Yeah, so he walked. He struck out the side in two innings, and then in the seventh, I mean, talk about manufacturing runs. <laughs> infield hit, uh, a couple of walk, three walks, scoring a wild pitch, pitch, another infield hit, uh, which I. An infield single that scores two is an unusual yeah. thing. A lot of credit to Luke Hancock on that play, by the way. He, he realized what was going to happen. He realized they were going to throw to first, and he never stopped running from second base and ended up coming around to score, and that's the winning run. Did the ball leave the infield? In that? I guess it did. Didn't Han- Hancock got a hit, didn't he? Hancock. Or he walked. I can't remember the play-by-play. Crap, here I am. Hancock My brain's walked. fried. Because, yeah, James gets the infield single, then they walked Hancock, walked Tanner, 
Uh, DeBrule gets, <laughs> the, uh, single. gets the infield single. Two-run, game-winning infield single, yeah. basically. When's the last time you saw that one? Folks? When, what, Skinner? Skinner uh, he, he led off with a walk. He led off with a walk. So, yeah. <coughs> so, here, take it to the inning. The ball did leave the infield for an out, because Rowdy yeah. Jordan flied out, I think. And then... No, I thought he struck out. But anyway. he, he did strike out. He did strike out. Tanner Allen hits it one foot shy of a home run. And then that's when everything else happens. James comes in, gets an infield hit, and just sort of goes... All that with two outs, by the way. So, not really clutch hitting, but clutch at bats. Taking pitches, making Missouri's pitchers work. Finding a way. When I watch that game, when I think about that game, that that's what comes to mind. It, it, it's just scrapping and finding a way. And that's what, that's what it was. It was ugly, as Chris Lamona said, but... <coughs> excuse me. He, he just... He, the Bulldogs, just found a way. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You know, I I, I wrote in my little Bulldog box score thing that I do, I'm, if baseball was a beauty contest, State wouldn't have won much on Thursday night, but it's not. And all that matters is you're 1-0, and you're on the path to do what you and I said that they would do on yesterday's show, and that's sweep the weekend. <laughs> um, it's a team that, you probably should sweep, and that's rare in, in in SEC baseball. But coming in this weekend, that's three. It's three games, and you ought to win all three of them. I mean, the season's not over if you don't. But like you said, baseball, anything can happen. But on weekends, you have a chance to sweep. You better do it. Yeah. And and I thought there for a minute on Thursday, State wasn't going to get that done, but they found a way, and now you're right on track to do and what you need they, to do to, to stay in this SEC race. There's no question that this team was not locked in, not engaged in the early innings there. Uh, I, I give a lot of credit to Preston Johnson. His Him him coming in is where this game sort of turned. It, it did. It did. It was, for whatever reason, he he steadied the ship. Yeah. It felt... The first three innings, they were just out there going through the motions at best. And then Preston... You know, Brandon Smith came in and gave you a little bit of energy... But he did give up the run, and then but Preston Johnson coming in—that's where the game turned, and you know he was dominant. Missouri couldn't touch him, and then State finds a way to get the lead. And once they got the lead, it was just a question of those of us in the press box leaning over and looking to our left to see who was coming out of the bullpen. And I honestly thought they might give Preston Johnson one more inning because he was pitching so well, and just try to limit Sims to one inning. And then I—I I remember when Sims came out, I was like. The best case scenario here would be to get 15 runs in the in the yeah. eighth, and so you could just pull him. Well, the reason he didn't, mm-hmm. one of the reasons he didn't leave Preston Johnson in, is he was talking about it tonight. I mean, he told Preston, "Be ready because I'm, I'm going to use you again this weekend." Yeah, and I, and I mean, if, if he had pitched that third inning, I wouldn't bet be able he to wouldn't. do that. And that said, Landon Sims should also be available probably for sun, for Saturday, not tomorrow. I would yeah, imagine, I, or today, I guess I should say. I don't remember how many pitches he threw, but it doesn't. It was seem like, like twenty one. 21, 22, something yeah. like that. I think he'd give you an inning on Sunday. Could easily give you an inning if you need it uh, on, on Sunday. Uh, so State will try to take the series tomorrow. Bednar on the mound. That's Don't a, you know if you're Missouri, their coaches, whenever State gets that two-run infield single on the seventh. And they, you know it's over. Gonna, what, you, you look down there and you see Sims heating up and you're like, well, crap. When you hear White Snake, the game is over. It really is. Like if you're the opposing coach and you hear that, it's over. Let's pack it up. I know that later on down the line, whether it's a regional, super regional, maybe Omaha, I mean, it, it's not going to be the case every single time. Mm-hmm. 
But especially against Missouri, it literally felt like when when DeBrule got the the hit and yeah. and State went up five four that you could have just cut the lights off right then yeah. and everybody go home. And with, with Sims, I know it's baseball, and eventually the day will come. And you just hope it's not in a high pressure situation. But the day's going to come where he gives up some runs and gives away a lead. It's going to happen. Just it happens. But I don't know that there has ever been an MSU player in my life in any sport that I was more confident in. When he's doing his job. Not Scott Westerfield kicking field goals. Not Dak Prescott going back to throw. Not, you know, uh, Timmy Bowers on the free throw line or, or Lawrence Roberts down on the low block. Never. Jake Mangum getting a leadoff singles up there. It's up there, but, I mean, he... <laughs> but you're right. You're, Sims, I'm, I'm Sims you. comes in, and I'm like, well, I can start writing. Yeah. All right, this get, I mean, that, that should be... Every MSU beat writer should be saying the same thing. First off, saying, I don't have any friends. I'm here for money. But also, when Sims comes in, I can start writing my story. Well, I mean, it felt like that last weekend in the extra inning game against A&M. They bring yeah, in Landon. Yeah, just like, how like, are they going to well, win? Well, A&M's not going to score, so it's just a matter of it's what inning is going to score. a matter inning, of how long until score. State gives, gets a run. Yeah. And, you know, that's simple as that. So Tanner Allen tonight, by the way, I think he was only one for four. Wild all, one for four, wasn't All it? three of his outs were hit hard. Two were line drives, and then Got the other one was homer. one foot short of going out for a two-run bomb. Um, I, off the bat, I thought it was gone. I, 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 I'm from where I stand in, the, and I have to stand in the press box to be able to see. As soon as it came off the bat, I was like, "Well, he did it." And I'm going to, I'm sitting down. I was sitting in my seat going to type, "Tanner Allen's done it again." And then I realized that it didn't get out. Did you see the? Uh, there, that's the, a good defensive team, by the way, Missouri. Did you, did you see the the fans in right field? Along yeah, the they wall? gave him a, a, he like walked down the the, the high wall, getting high five. That's cool to me. I mean, that's just. Part of Duty Noble, man. It's part of uh, uh, of the allure. So I mean, they're they're probably giving him crap all game long, and he makes a play like that, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to give you some love for that one." Really, really good win for Mississippi State to come back and get that one. Uh, I think now they'll they'll probably go into cruise control a little bit and, and grab this series tomorrow behind a, a behind Will Bedner, and then we'll see what happens on the uh, Saturday game. We'll see who gets that start and sort of take it from there. But uh, we'll see. Like to see State be, you'd like to see State be a little better offensively the next couple of days. Well, offensively and defensively, you know, you, you, three errors not getting it done. Yeah. To me, we we said this earlier in the week, but that that defense, man, when you start playing college World Series caliber teams, that's going to cost you. Well, that I mean, think about the you know the decision on the delayed steal to throw. That's Logan. That's that's a little hubris there. Yeah. I think that's Logan Tanner saying I can get him. And I think there were two strikes on the batter. There at that were point too. two strikes. Just 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 throw the ball back just, to the pitcher and get the batter out, and that's that. Instead, you throw, you throw it on a, a second and you give up a run. Uh, that, I think that's just Logan Tanner saying I've got the arm to get there, and he didn't in this instance, and that gives up a run. So a little smarter, a little cleaner defensively, and this was a much easier game for Mississippi State. As it is, they had to fight and claw to the last second. You know what basically. the mark of a good team is, Brian? They find ways to win? When you can basically suck for seven innings and you still find a way to win. And what do I always say about coaches, man? Nothing a coach loves more than an ugly win. Yeah. And we won the game. And it was win number 100 for this coach. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second. But when you can win the game, but I've still got lessons to teach. Yeah. I mean, Nick Saban lives to win close. I think Chris Lamonis probably does. And like you mentioned, the fastest coach in MSU history to 100 wins, 100 wins in 130 games. Were you on uh, the? Uh, were you on? on the, I was in there. I wasn't on the Zoom. But <laughs> he was. It was pretty funny. He's when like, I'm, 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 I'm ahead of Polk. They say his name's on the stadium, though. Yeah. 
said that he and uh, Polk, have, they, they, they give each other a little grief every now and then. So, fun That's stuff. That's got to I guess it's not tough, and, and Chris Simonis feels like the guy that could handle it even. Mm-hmm. But to have yeah. two the two guys that yeah, I mean Cohen and, and Polk right there, yeah. and that's got to just go get Pat McMahon and see what happens. Yeah, he's the guy. I'm hanging around. Yeah. So just, anyway, you got two the the only baseball coach to play for a yeah a national title here, and Ron Polk, who basically made imagine SEC if, baseball. Imagine what if it Bear is. Bryant was still alive somehow, and and he was just hanging around Alabama with Nick Saban there. It would, Drive saving nuts. He could. He'd be, he. I don't know that he could handle. It. He'd be like, "You got to go." But Lamonis. Lamonis is the most laid back guy I've ever dealt with in the coaching. Pro- and Howland's pretty laid back, but Lamonis takes it to another level. I literally like last Saturday or last Sunday when I thought he was getting thrown out was that's one of the few times I've seen him angry. That he got angry. Didn't he get it was in Omaha that they that he that they were getting onto Ethan Small. Was that in Hoover? I don't remember. Whether they, they were saying was, he's throwing an illegal pitch or something, and he he got. He got yeah. angry about it. But it's very rare. I think he was a little bit unhappy at Carolina last weekend. Last weekend, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll see. All right, let's move on over. We got a couple other things to talk about. Uh that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Ooh. This weekend, make sure what? My eyes just started burning all of a sudden. Like I'm feeling that, that yeah. one AM burn, I guess. You know what that is? That's you you just close your eyes and you're by the grill and the smoke coming up off the grill got into your <laughs> eyes there. And what's on the grill? A delicious ribeye steak. From Welcome home beef. And look, this week and I think all next week, and they, they, they I'm gonna be cooking some of these next weekend. So if you check it out on social media, they're gonna have the, the, the beef ribs, the back ribs on special. That's some good eating. And it's a good cook. It's not it's not difficult to do. Definitely recommend you guys giving them a call and checking that out. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Make sure Two Brothers is on the agenda this weekend when you're in Starkville. Go, go by there. Don't forget, though, it's it's not just barbecue. Don't call it Two Brothers Barbecue. It's Two Brothers Smoked Meats, and they're putting those smoked meats to good use. Just not, not just in your typical preparations of barbecue. Man, they've got a lot of different options there. Tacos, sandwiches, burgers. They, they, it's all over the menu. Head over to Two Brothers. Great patio. The weather is going to be fantastic all weekend long. You know you want to get out there and enjoy yourself in the heart of the Cotton District. 621 University Drive. That's where you'll find Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems wants to take care of your business the way they've been taking care of other businesses in this state for nearly 50 years. They treat everybody like their neighbor because that's what they are. They're a Mississippi business through and through, and they want to help their fellow Mississippians. 50 years of experience, guys, that you can't go wrong. You know full well that they are doing the job right. Call them today. Find out what they can do for you. Find out how you can get more profits with less problems. You do it with Advantage Business Systems. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. From the file of I'm Surprised, DJ Stewart will uh, go ahead and stay in the NBA draft. All indications are now he has hired an agent. i got to tell you, Joel, this one caught me off guard. Uh, did not expect that at all. Expected DJ Stewart to return to Mississippi State and be part of a really good team. Uh, I am not. I don't. I'm not the most religious reader of mock drafts, but I do keep up with some of them, and I have yet to see DJ, DJ Stewart in any mock. Um, somebody tweeted me one, but I don't know. It was not from a website that I that I. I don't think it was from a, one of the ones I've normally look at. Um, We've talked to some, you know, some people around Mississippi State and around basketball. They were really caught off guard by this decision. 
Uh, I think maybe nobody more caught off guard than Davon Smith, who I think we can easily agree uh, would still be at Mississippi State had he known D.J. Stewart was going to leave. Puts MSU in a little bit of a bind because now they'd really need to hit the portal and grab not one, but two, but two guards at this point. Joel, I, I say this. I, if a man wants to leave, if he wants to go and make his living, you know, and you can make a great living playing basketball across the world, right? not just in the NBA. You guys in, in Italy and, and, and in France and places like that. Tyson Carter and others are doing it right in now. In Greece, they're making good money. And if that's what you want to do, if you're tired of being in college, ready to go start making some money, I, I get that. But DJ Stewart is a guy, you know, with Tyson Carter, I never saw him as an NBA guy. Good good college player. And sure, overseas, you know, the overseas, the perimeter game is very strong over there. So Tyson Carter fits that mold. DJ Stewart's a guy that's like, he has some NBA tools. You know, the mid-range jumper, the ability to get to the rim. He's a good defender. He's got length. This is a guy who could play in the NBA. He could yep. have a role in the NBA. Yep. But I didn't think after this one season, as 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 a you know sort of the alpha dog, that he was ready. I thought coming back for for another year, of which he had, he had two more years, not losing any leverage there. He would would have been best served, but that's not going to be the case. How surprised were you to learn that DJ Stewart was heading out to uh, to stay in the NBA draft? I mean, floored. I I don't like the game where people sit around and say he shouldn't have done this or what. I mean, it, it, look, it's DJ Stewart's life. He's the one that's got to live with any decision that he makes. He knows whether he's done with school mentally or what. I mean, he knows all that. I, I don't know his circumstance, but. From the outside looking in, knowing the things I know, um, which are many of which are the same things that you all listening know, I don't get it, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't understand how he could look at his body of work and, I mean, look, the, the, these guys have the internet. They got phones. They got this stuff in there. They can Google mock drafts. I mean, you don't have to rely on everything that you... I mean, it doesn't seem like to me he's a coveted NBA prospect at the moment. And like you said, I mean, you can make basketball, make money playing basketball in other places. But if your goal is ultimately the NBA, which if you remember his announcement he made when he said he was going to enter the NBA draft, I I believe that was... (laughs) That was what he said, right? That was his right. dream was to play in the NBA. Yes. It just doesn't feel like this is the best route to do it. But and, and you talked about the coaches. I mean, you get feedback from the NBA. The NBA feedback could not have been could not have been stay in your guaranteed draft pick. Could not have been. So he's going against that. And well, if you want to bet on yourself, that's fine. I get it. But this is a decision that, you know, I mean, this is a life changing decision. And all indications are that he's already signed with an agent, so there's no coming back from this. Uh, for MSU, you know, it looks like their pursuit of Rocket Watts is going to miss out. Uh, the guard from North Carolina State probably up next on the list, but they've got to find another guy. And I don't know. Good news is the portal is full of guys, so you know there there are guys to go out there and look at. But you know, I, I think if I'm Ben Howland tonight, I'm probably pretty disappointed because you had to think. You were going to get your, your leading scorer back. Well, I hope I'm wrong, and and I hope DJ Stewart does get drafted, or you know, at the very least, gets a, a big opportunity overseas, and maybe if he wants to be in the NBA, works his way to that. But 
I mean, I'm by far no NBA basketball expert, but it just seems like a stretch to think that the decision he made is the right one. Um, And I I really hope I'm wrong. I, I hope that I hope he signed with as he signs with an agent that he hits it big, and I hope in a few years we're sitting here tracking DJ Stewart in the NBA, and he's a superstar. That'd be fantastic. But as we sit here today on May the fourteenth, now as it's as we said earlier, it's past midnight, so mm-hmm. uh, it's just tough to envision that right now. But hey, stranger things have stranger happened. things have certainly happened. But this will this would be up there, and uh, like you said too, it. <laughs> Really hurts Mississippi State at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it bears mentioning though. Ben of, Howland. What were we saying about this roster? A few he keeps years? finding it, guys. Yeah, so. and, and so uh, I mean, you got at this point just kind of trust them to find some pieces yeah. to keep this team competitive. I always I, I started looking at things differently a few years back. Something Vic Schaefer said about when Jordan Danbury returned. He's like, I just added thirteen points per game to my team. He's like, Do you know how hard it is to do that? And I had never really thought about it in terms of just you know, the 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 the, sh- the raw numbers. Um, but Mississippi State just lost seventeen points per game. Yeah, they got they got to find it somehow. They got to replace it. Uh, we'll see if they can do that. That's gonna it's gonna be tough to do. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Well, maybe you do some of that with just. Uh... Well, I mean, one one guy will come in and give you like Garrison you, Brooks comes in and 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 yeah. that that he can provide you a little more offense than Abdullah Do gave you. True, and DJ Stewart provides offense that you really weren't getting last year from Cam Matthews early in the season. Fountain was providing some towards the end. Basically, State wasn't getting anything out of the three position until yeah. the final th- five or six weeks. So we'll, we'll see how see. that goes. One last thing before we get out of here, we we would be remiss not to talk about this women's golf thing. Um, we had uh, Coach uh, Charlie uh, Ewing on Sports Talk Mississippi. And I talked to Charlie Ewing, and you can find the article at cowbellcorner.com. Charlie Ewing, the MSU women's golf coach, but he's only the second best golfer in his family. Yeah. And in case you don't know, he's married to uh, the former Allie McDonald. Uh, I, I, I should use that. I, I hate. I love this term, you know. Allie uh, Ewing, nay McDonald. Um, but that said, you know me. I love to bash on the NCAA. I think they're a bunch of morons. Uh, they never get anything right. They always are reactionary and not proactive. Um, and I, I firmly believe it. I said this on, on on Sports Talk, and I'll say it again here. This wouldn't have happened in the men's tournament. Nope. There's just no question in my mind. What we saw from the women's and the men's tournament for basketball and the discrepancies there and how just chill the NCAA was about it until – they got called out to the point where they realized they had to spend a million dollars on a consulting firm to write a five sentence apology. It was basically said, "Yeah, we screwed up," which I could have done. For the, I would have done it for you know, hundred bucks. Uh, there's just no question in my mind that this is the case, um, and I get you know that women's athletics that not money makers by and large, even the women's tournament not a money maker, um, but. If you're going to do these things, you got to do them the right way. And I hate saying the right way, Joel. If you, I don't know if you're aware of that or not. I have a little PTSD with that. But you got to do things the right way. And you can't just pay lip service to things like equality in these situations. Like, you know, when you're, a, when you're the, the CEO of a rubber band company, 
Sure, you can pay lip service to equality, because who cares? You make rubber bands, all right? <laughs> when you're in the NCAA and you're the face of all these college athletes and you, you talk this good game about, about serving your student-athletes, and then you don't do it, it's ridiculous. Your analogy, by the way, was fantastic. And if you want to repeat that here about the, the college baseball suit. Okay. Let's have a super regional up here in Starkville, right? Well, I guess that's probably not the greatest example because you, everybody would be excited if the higher-seeded team then got pushed on. Yeah. But, but you the, yeah, if the, the NCAA and a super regional, there's a little bit of rain. And, yeah, the field might have a little bit of puddle on the warning track or something. So, But it's playable. It's just not playable maybe to tip-top standards. And the NCAA waltzes out there and says, eh, there's a little water out here, so uh, higher-seeded team, we're just going to send you to Omaha. We're not going to throw a pitch in this series. We're not going to play the Super Regional. We're just going to send the higher-seeded team to the College World Series. That's exactly what they just did. Yeah. They just yeah. did that to the women. And there were 12 other teams down there, and Mississippi State was one of them that I really do believe. They're I think well. they had a solid, 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 solid chance to finish in the top six and go to the NCAAs. Solid maybe understating the chance that they had. I mean – I really think they would have done it. But we'll never know because they went down there and I guess, I don't know what hotel they stayed in, but I, I, I chilled out. I, I was talking to some people involved with, with the golf program um, over the course of the last couple of days. I think one of the days down there, they couldn't play on the course, but the team was able to go to Top Golf. I mean, there were times over the course of those days they could have played. Yeah. And there was Wednesday when the le- the literal leader of the committee waltzes down the steps and says, hey, the course is playable, but but not at a championship level. So 12 teams, you're, you know, some of your careers, you just they're going to end, and you're yeah. not going to even get to swing your club. See ya. If there's one thing we've learned, Joel, if there's one thing you and I both know, never trust a man who talks about a championship standard. <laughs> All right? That's 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 fool's gold. I like that man. Though. I do like that man, but I'm just saying, the championship standard is fool's gold. <laughs> well, it yeah. sure was in this. And, and I mean, this is another one of those things where the NCAA. I mean, there's no empathy. There's no. just like you know, hey, I'm not taking any questions, but uh, it's over. I gotta go. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just... getting on my plane back to my university. And, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, when you and I ha- in our lives, when something comes up. When we have a problem, we look for solutions. They didn't seem to look for solutions. You know, when it got late in the day on 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 uh, on Tuesday, and they realized like, this, this is a problem. Well, who are they calling? What are they trying to do to fix it? That's what I would love to know. What was your process here? Yeah. What were you doing to try to do all that you could? They were trying to pray. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, I get it. It it stinks. But if if they could document to me like, that they were working day like, in day out, yeah. hour after we hour, all trying these golf to get courses, this thing we done, we tried to move the tournament here, there, and everywhere, and we just couldn't find a. a and that ain't a what happened because if no, they had done happened. that, they could have got it in. You can't tell me that they couldn't have. So I mean, yeah. worst case scenario, you, you move the regional or something. You find yeah, they, a course. they were found a way. So that's better. Just letting letting people compete and see who moves on is better than just saying. Ah, uh, 12 of you, heck with you. We're just going to send top six seeds on. We're going home. They're not biased. They're just incompetent. And then in like two weeks till they play, like they had, yeah, they had nine the, days. Had all the stinking time in the world. It's not like, yeah, it's not like we got to get this wrapped up because they're going to play the next round tomorrow. 
They had time. It's just, it's just. And the NCAA, what's what's the line on Armageddon? I mentioned the Armageddon movie, the Rumblings, the other day. But there's a line where Bruce Willis says, "You're NASA for gosh sakes. You got folks that are yeah. hired just to make crap up." Well, they're the NCAA. They make crap up all and the time, and they make their own rules. Yeah, and they change the rules as they want to. They have no oversight. Yeah, they could have just said, "You know, I know it's supposed to be over by then, but we're going to wait till Friday." Yeah, but no, nope, just shut it down. Just shut it down. <laughs> So, and I, I tell you what, I don't know if Charlie Ewing is a listener to Thunder mm-hmm. and Lightning. Well, he should be, but when, he should be, as everyone should be. But as I was talking to him today, and, and I mean, he he was and very if, when honest. he came on the radio. If he had just been like, you know what, f this, I would not have, I would not have begrudged him that. <laughs> I know that's kind of what I was thinking. Was, he, in such a very professional way, handled every question and gave me sheer honesty without. You know, I don't think his pocketbook had to get any lighter with how he handled it, you know. Right. Y- y'all were talking to Chris Lamonis the other day, and he was talking about on, on the big show about how he couldn't say anything about the South Carolina ejection of, of Scott Foxhall or whatever because he didn't want his pocketbook to Same get lighter. Same with Mike Leach, you know. Yeah, He's like, well, I, you guys want to give me $25,000, yeah. I'll tell you whatever you want to well, hear. Well, Ewing handled that so perfectly uh, with me, and apparently with y'all. I didn't hear him on, on y'all's show today, but just uh i don't think he has to worry about paying anything but yet was still able to to give us yeah. the truth and so. man i just, i hurt for the girls that their careers ended and they didn't get a chance not on their I mean, own it's, terms it's basically. one thing if you shank a putt or something and you just right. lost you're just walking up 18 green and you're you know 10 strokes off the lead and you're just looking at you know this is it this yeah. is my last walk up the green you know you, you could come to terms with that somebody's career ended at the foot of those steps with yeah. those the NCA serves our student athletes. Whatever. Jeez. All right. Uh, back with you guys on uh, Sunday afternoon. We'll talk uh, MSU uh, in Missouri. We'll wrap the series up, and we'll have a few other things next week as well. Guys, have a great rest of your weekend. Back with you uh, very, very soon. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.